Hi, and welcome to Dynamics Update. And uh, this episode is a bit uh, special. Uh, first of all, it doesn't come on the regular schedule for reasons. And second of all, it actually uh, was triggered partly because me and Gustav was out uh, traveling uh, this week. We were actually at the conference. So uh, welcome, Gustav. Thank you, Yvonne. Welcome back. Thank you. It's, it, it was nice being there, but it was also nice to get home. Yeah, as so, always. As always. Uh, so we we were actually at uh, the Dynamics Minds conference in Porto Rose in Slovenia, which was uh, three days of uh, FNO, uh, CE, uh, Business Central, and Power Platform. But uh, the thing was, they also had a couple of workshops which were added to to the schedule, so you could actually spend a couple of hours actually working through something and, and uh, trying hands-on and so on. And then they also had a fifth track what that they called, uh, which had to do more with like software values around uh, uh, community. Solution architecting, exactly. Like how... Yeah, and, and also uh, regarding inclusion and things, which I actually think was, was uh, really nice because, I mean, the... It's always nice to be able to listen to people talking about technical stuff. I mean, I'm a geek for that. But but uh, you can, on the other hand, figure out most of the, what, you, what you hear in a conference around the technical parts. You can figure out on, on your, your own, own exactly. using the internet. But hearing people talk about com- community and inclusion and, and the software parts and what makes you a good solution architect, for instance, that's not, not something that you can actually read yourself to understand you need to actually listen to someone and and hearing their experiences and so on and that was really really important part yeah absolutely i mean not the least being a, a, a conference gathering people from all around the world not only europe uh, so you get a lot of different perspectives on those topics um, regardless of where you're from so it was very interesting conversations yeah and then there was an expo area which was really nice because you could actually meet uh, uh, there was a quite a bunch of, of uh, sponsors and, and companies who who were there uh, talking about their com- their company and their products and so on yeah. which is uh, I mean if, if if you're into looking for something special then it's it's a good place to be because you can actually have a like a low stress discussion over over lunch or dinner with someone about their product and and uh, not uh, in a in a traditional sales context which i also think it's uh, is an important uh, yeah uh, absolutely it removes the distance i mean well, we have docentric the company that hosts hosted this um, together with many people but mainly docentric um, they were there of course and we work with docentric in different products so it was a good opportunity to discuss like future improvements how to work with a specific issue etc without I mean, it's not a hard thing to write an email either, but it's always more nice to speak to the person in, in real life um, and uh, discuss different scenarios. So that that in itself is a key, like um, uh, very val- valuable outcome of any conference, yeah. but specifically yeah. this. Yeah, and it's it gets me a bit less informal. Yeah, that's less, exactly a bit right. More informal. It's, uh, more it's not like a, it's not like a scheduled team meeting. You can actually just sit down. Grab a cup of coffee and 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 discuss things from a like the, your perspective. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then both you and me also spent some time in uh, the experts' corner, mm-hmm. which was a really nice thing. I, I actually think that that is one of the parts that's that the most fun, me, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the most back because 
you get go there, you stand there for an hour, people come asking questions, and you don't really know exactly what they're going to ask about. So it's a bit ad hoc. Ad hoc. Mm. And and um, I think the, the fun thing is that you, you need to be able to think on your feet and, uh, and so on. So I, I think that was really fun. Yeah, I agree. There's like a live community forum, right? Because you're, you're able to ask a question and then like work through the actual question to understand what, the, what that is. And it was, it's really fun. Um, but and uh, hopefully in the end, like land in a real conclusion as well um, to provide some value for, for both sides. Uh, those are very fun. Yeah, and there were in the expert corner. There were both power platforms, CE, FNO, and VC people. So it was very interesting because in some cases you could actually like uh, drag someone in from one of the other uh, stalls. Is this and true? Say, so <laughs> this is probably not just an FNO issue. This is probably a C issue. Could you please come and help me and and yeah, see if we so. can understand this and so on? That was really really fun. Yeah, I know. I wrote, I wrote about that as well. Like my, one of my key takeaways. There were many many key takeaways from like technical perspective understanding a specific subset and stuff like that but uh, one of my main takeaways from this conference i try i tried to visit a different like uh, not only going the fno track because as you said before you can always read up on those things and i, I hopefully I, I i try to stay on top of the fno specific areas um so it made more sense to try to listen in on different other aspects of the platform um both dc and power platform and, and specifically ce because it's more close to, to, to FNO. And I think that gave me the most um, uh, understanding. And like, I was looking at different like exports to Data Lake was one very good talk where like the same issues you get, we get from FNO, like understanding how it works, the differences in sync, etc. It's kind of the same challenges. It's just that the data is a bit different. Um, but it really drives home the point that we are, as long as we understand the strengths of the different systems and try to work with it, um, rather than trying to like rebuild some specific set of functionality that already exists in Power Platform um, within FNO, because that's your weapon of choice. Um, you don't need to be an expert in all fields, but trying to at least understand the strengths of the different systems, uh, different platforms and components um, is really, really important. And it's um, very helpful then to be in a, in a place like this conference where, as you say, you can just reach out, hey, is this? Uh, can you explain this component to me? or how does it actually work or does it actually work stuff like that so did you see any any good specific sessions well uh, many um so i tried to list before this uh, this recording here um and I, I don't think there was any like nda th things attached here uh, at least nothing that was told so um i hope that's okay but i just without any um prioritization here within uh, I went to electronic invoicing, my topic, favorite topic of mine. Uh, that was, of course, an FNO, but it's an add-in. And it's um, uh, that was a very good session. It was specifically for uh, different countries. So it was like France and Saudi Arabia, the sessions that were uh, the scenarios that um, I know are described as well on, on docs and on, in the feature. But it's interesting to hear about the different challenges that people from around Europe and the, well, America as well encounter being um, legal regulatory demands right because i think in sweden we are quite we are we think we are quite modern with e-invoicing um, and maybe we are but we are like from a percentage of using e-invoice we are not in top um, and other countries are driving that uh, with france specifically if i understood it correctly they're like enforcing you to all companies must provide 
uh, a copy of every transaction to one specific portal, right? Uh, so, and for, and for me, it's like, what, what? We need to send everything to them. Uh, but that's the case. And that's being driven as well on, on the EU side. And this is not news, but it's um, uh, interesting to see how we always have to adapt because then you have a real hard deadline, right? Because um, the law is being enforced at a specific date. So it's pretty interesting to, to hear the, both the presentation itself and the discussions afterwards on how to how Microsoft adapts to it and how we try to implement it. And the problem might not be um, the problem might not be that the functionality is isn't there in FNO because it is. I mean, Microsoft has to adapt to the regulatory demands. The problem might be such things as was raised in, in the presentation as well. You don't have a way to test it unless you have like there was one example from France where you have to have a company actually registered in France in order to get a test like platform available. Uh, so, but if you're rolling out and you don't already have a company, you might not have a way to test it. So these kinds of things become interesting as well, like real life stories of how implementations are going. It's not always about the code not being there. It's something. It might be something else stopping you. Uh, so that was one. Um, and there was a number of different uh, docentric uh, or enhancements to the like mailing functionalities and print archiving functionalities that we. Uh, that we use specifically, um, I think, were very great. And it's, again, also interesting because you can then have a discussion of like what's coming in the roadmap, what's going to be there, so you can adapt to that as well. Um, I have many more, but you can also fill in with maybe some of yours. Yeah. So so I actually watch, watched uh, um, one of the guys who's been on our podcast, Aurelien Claire, yeah. uh, who talked about... Uh, finance operations in conjunction with Power Platform. Uh, he discussed about the best practices around rolling out a new environment and, and setting it up. And especially if you're going to host uh, CE on it, then there are some particulars that you need to take into account and understand and so on. So uh, it was basically uh, a, a really good session uh, with really uh, like... Uh, a checklist of how how to get it done and how to do it. Mm. Um, then I actually went to uh, uh, one of the legends of, of uh, FNO, uh, Martin Drab's session <laughs> about how to use uh, source control yeah. in a more efficient way. Me too. Um, where one of the limitations is like using uh, source control towards different branches at the same time, or even if you're a consultant, using it towards different customers which is known to be an issue. And, and what he talked about there was the ability to use like workspaces within Visual Studio to actually have different context on how you were building things and so on. But it, it since it's not the out-of-the-box supported version, uh, it requires some, some trickery to get it to work completely. But uh, on the other hand, uh, he... Yeah, but he he showed it in a very very smart yeah. way as well. So I, I also shared it, it a good session and the, on Git, uh, the PowerShell scripts, yes. right? <clears throat> exactly, exactly. And then then I went to um, uh, a, a session about community engagement uh, and uh, that discussed actually about being like a public speaker in a in a on a conference and and maybe even trying to get like a like nominated for an MVP and whether or not it was was worth it on and what what the thoughts about the MVP title actually was and and how it benefits you but also it 
does come with a lot of requirements that might not be the the one you you are able to take on right now. Mm. So um, that was a really interesting one, and especially the discussion about being like a new new public speaker that hasn't been on a, at the conference speaking at the conference before, and how you can actually get in and get started with with public speaking at the conference. So that that I thought was really interesting. A little bit of fifth fifth track thing as well. That's that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I I think that's important, and and also having like. Uh, four really experienced MVPs being on stage and and all of them raising their hand when it came to to imposter syndrome and, and understanding that it's not just you who has who, who are nervous while speaking at the conference i mean even the the guys who have done it 1000 times still get nervous yeah. and and that's that's not a problem it it might even be a, a good thing i think it's a good thing because yeah. then you actually are are on your toes Absolutely, that I think that's a different topic that we can spend a lot of time on to discuss as well. But a little bit of nervousness, I think, uh, implies implies that you care, and that's a yep, very good yep, thing. Yep, um, yep. At least how I think about it, because yes. God knows you are always a little bit nervous before doing a presentation, yep. and I think that's good. So yeah, and, and on that topic, uh, I went. Uh, I think you said it before as well. Uh, it's very clear that this was a community driven. Of course, a lot of expo, a lot of different companies, but. Uh, uh, it was very clear there was a community uh, conference because the entire community and I, I went to one session with speaking of legends uh, both Andre and Martin um, discussing how they um, because I think they are top um, answering on community questions on the forums uh, I saw some statistics as well as really really impressive but these two guys along with of course many others as well uh, but specifically those because they were on the, they were presenting um what they have done and are still doing a lot of investment in time and, and helping out uh, and the presentation was about things like how 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 to formulate your question in a good way to to ensure that others can help out as much as possible and how to how to behave in a community sense uh, and uh, well really interesting topic and it's really cool to see um that this is still thriving a lot the, the community right um, even though with documentation being much much better than it was before it's still like this engagement back and forth trying to understand reason about different things um it's really cool uh, discussion and it's uh, super super helpful to have both andre and martin of course but uh, and anyone else who helps out on the forums um because it really drives it forward and uh, really drives the community so i think that was that was one of my my best presentations from like a uh, it felt really good um, being part of that same community, um, yes, and there, yes. yeah, and some more technical ones. I think uh, the business performance analytics. I, I think Fabric was officially released, revealed um, this day the conference ended, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? And Fabric is a topic we'll go back to, of course, uh, related to FNO, um, the One Lake, and what does what does that mean from export options available to us uh, is the data lake going away etc so we'll get back to that topic but um, for now it seems very clear that a lot of the like the bpa the business performance analytics is like something that you can enable within fno and gives you an export um to to uh, a data lake and it uh, gives you pre-configured uh, bi reports like for now mainly finance oriented um but it's really like a flick of a switch rather than having to configure everything with um 
with keyboards and even though it's not that super complicated this really is just like enable it and it's there uh, but it's there on a managed lake that's a big difference um, it's not there on a on your own lake so that's something we'll need to go back to and look at of course but uh, that was really cool and uh, i think looking at experience a lot of implementations and and users out there spend too much time on the infrastructure side there when it comes to getting your data into a workable fashion somewhere power bi is in this case of course but um and and to to which gives you not enough time to actually work on what you need to report what what, what should be your kpis how should we build this report how should we build this dashboard um, because you have a specific set of users that are very good in that part and then you have a set, other set of users that are good in another part and now nowadays i think that's a little bit of a problem uh, because there might be some expectations that a dynamics fno consultant should be an expert in all of these areas and i think that's that's a hard sell um, but enabling us to kind of remove that component from the project uh, and allowing us to directly give access to let's say business controllers um, is a really really good win it's not there it's not available yet but it's coming and i think um, it looks very nice so I, I basically have two more uh, things I would like to touch on be before we leave uh, today's episode. First of all, we were not there as as just visitors to the conference. We were there as, as speakers as well. So you did one session yep. together with me, and then I had two more sessions. So we, we talked about Dataverse, we talked about FNO, and we talked about microservices and template rollouts and in the template rollouts i actually i actually uh, bumped heads with one of the other mvps because we didn't have exactly the same opinion about things but uh, i mean that's sort of a part of the thing that being able to to speak at the conference is actually a good way to get your um, um opinion tested <laughs> Exactly. Some someone will will challenge you. Yeah. Someone will ask you questions, and someone will not agree with you, uh, which means that you will have to rethink things, and you will have to 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 uh, figure out. Okay, so is this person right or wrong? Why do I think? Why why do I don't I agree with the person? And that was the same thing with the experts corner you get the questions that you haven't even thought about before <laughs> which is really important as well yeah but uh what did you think about the like the speaking experience um no i mean it's not my first speaking experience so so it's um it was really fun to see uh, especially the one thing that you're worried about when you do these things is how many people are going to come um so because you want like people in the room right and that was uh that was, so that was like the first uh whew there's at least all the chairs are, are taken so that was uh, that was great um and i think it was it went well it was fun uh it was good back and forth it's a good thing you and i have this this podcast so it's not like the first time you and i talk together um and i think the i hope it helped someone uh, i think that's whenever i do something like this like a podcast or anything like that i try to think about it if it helps someone at least then it's good enough uh, because it, it helps me a lot uh, as you say you need to put a lot of time into preparing and planning the session and walking through it and um, by doing so it's the same as writing a blog post so like writing down stuff you need to really think about it from all different angles 
uh, to avoid being challenged in the room, even though that's sometimes a good thing. I think in your case, you you were both right. So that was a no. I'm, interesting I'm, I was actually the po- the whole point of my session was actually to be challenged, yeah, to exactly. try to understand what what I've missed. And I mean, that's that's sort of one way I I use to to actually learn things at all is to actually put myself in a situation where I have to learn or where I have to discuss with people to to try to to understand how things work and i think that's a that's a really yeah really good thing absolutely um so yeah to answer your question i, I think it was uh, very fun it was excellent and it was fortunately in the beginning of the conference so you kind of uh, have a chance to to get it, get it done and then uh, the rest of that day at least focus on just learning and discussing with other people um yeah. so it was great fun yeah i i had one session every day and and uh, one of my sessions was in one of the really 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 large rooms yeah. so when i came in it was like this is not going to happen i will have three people in the first <laughs> row but it was actually i th- i would say it was actually almost half full so i was um, i was really happy it was a it was a good session and i i learned a lot it was an impressive impressive venue it was really cool uh, the hotel like situated right to the Adri- adriatic see and uh, it took a lot of people so that was uh, was really cool i actually had one final option here it's better perhaps to finish on this big thank you of course <laughs> but there was a specific um, topic that I, I had was had an interest in which was the lcs um, i think toby presented the lcs migration from geo replication um, i think this will come in the in another podcast as well but um, some of us that are working in LCS have seen this, like, you know, the banner coming up with um, you are in a different geo, you should migrate. And that was explained. And I, was, I had been wondering about that. So it was really good that you can actually migrate your LCS geo to your more local geo to gain performance in, in working in LCS, which does not then affect your actual environments. So, well, it affects them during the migration um, for a short while, but you are able to gain LCS like performance. Um, but you are also it's possible to migrate your actual Dynamics environments as well to a different geo. That's not a, a topic that's applicable to me right now where I am, but it's very interesting to know But it's possible. And it, um, more information will come, I think, of course, on that one, but it, it is possible. And I think you and me, Yuan, will try to do it internally first to move it to closer geo from the US, uh, which explains the banner that has been there on LCS now for a while, which I, haven't, I couldn't find. Um, it says please uh, schedule a geo replication, but I couldn't find the actual button for it. Uh, but now it's there, so now it's available to us. Yeah. The 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 last thing I would like to just uh, say is that uh, if if you are a visitor at the conference, if you're not a speaker, if you're a visitor at the conference, I heard something uh, this week that actually uh, I would like to to pass on to everyone who's listening to our podcast. If you go to a conference. Make a point of going to the sessions that you wouldn't go to, that you didn't even think about going to, because those are actually the ones where you learn a lot. If you only go to sessions that you plan to go to, then those sort of are already in your in your ballpark, already what you're working on, which means that that you will not get challenged. You will not have different thoughts. You will not have anything like that. So I would I would really recommend going to sessions that you didn't even think about no exactly and i think that makes as we said like in the beginning as well trying to understand other components uh, because we are like it's not possible anymore to just okay i know fno i'm going to stick to that that's my weapon of choice 
I'm just gonna do it. No, I don't care about like dataverse. Who is that? I don't care. Uh, it's not possible to to. Um, well, it might be possible for like a couple of weeks more, but um, then you're probably going to find yourself in a struggle. Uh, so. Uh, at least like the least effort is to understand and read up on on things that are required from an FNO perspective, because this is an FNO podcast, but uh, it's from a learning perspective and understanding. I think it's much more fun to try to to um, learn as much as possible without becoming, I mean, as I said before as well, it's it's probably well, most likely impossible to be an expert in all, all areas. And anyone who says they are, I think should maybe be challenged, but it's, uh, it's possible to, learn and to be an expert in in understanding the other components like how how it fits in and what is the purpose what problem is it trying to solve is always a good good thing to ask i think especially in if you're in a like a, a architect role or or a role Absolutely, where you yeah. actually need to figure out the, the how everything fits together and so on um but last last of all i would also like to say to to the docentric team yeah I would like to say this straight to them, but this I, I would say that this was a really fascinating, uh, a really good conference, and um, they actually had a, a keynote speaker from from Microsoft called Donna Sarkar, who said it best. She said that you can't even think that this is a first year conference. Yeah. It feels like you you guys been doing this for a couple of years <laughs> because it there I mean there was nothing missing. I would no, say absolutely. It from, was a great from this conference. So, and a big thank you, of yeah. course, to all the people who has been involved in, in um, planning and performing and executing the um, the yeah. conference, of course. And I'm I'm really crossing my fingers that will it will be a, a there will be a second year because it it I would really really much like to go to this conference again. Yeah. Yes, and with that, I think that we are done for today. So uh, let's uh, spend the next couple of days resting up after the conference and and get some sleep because it wasn't that much sleep actually. <laughs> uh, and uh, as I said, hopefully we will be able to return to to uh, Dynamics Minds because it was really, really fun. Yeah. And with that, uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you. And uh, have a nice time till we meet next. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.